0: Okay, today's learning is uh, um, Okay, so we're up to Daf Mem Ches Amid Aleph. We are four lines into the page. The Gemara to Kasha, like this. We said in yesterday's Daf that there's a is tanoim, but let's go with the Rabbanon Shita. It's machlaikis Rebbe in the Rabbanon. But if you grant me permission to put stuff in your backyard, according to the Rabbanon, not only are you granting me permission, you're watching over them. If you break them, you pay for them. That's the shit to the rabbi. Rebbe says only if you verbally accept shmirah. Okay, but let's assume that permission is shmira. The Gemara had a question yesterday that if you grant me permission to put pottery in your backyard, and let's assume that permission is shmirah, two choices. Are you saying you're a shomer that nothing will happen to it? So if Adam's animal breaks it, and he's like a third party, he just happened to be broken, whatever, and broke it, you would have to pay because you're accepting full schmear like any other shrimp? Or no, you're saying, you could put pottery in my backyard, I'll make sure my animal doesn't do anything. I'm not, I'm not taking responsibility for a third party. That, that's the question. So basically, in other words, if I ask permission to put a pottery in your backyard and you grant me permission, if your animal breaks it, you for sure have to pay. The question is, if a third party's animal breaks it, Adam's animal comes out of nowhere, it's not supposed to be there, But the chal breaks it, are you paying or is Adam paying? That's the question. So the Gemara says, Let's bring a proof. Very similar to what we had yesterday. The Gemara says, If I brought an ox into your backyard without permission, and another ox comes in from nowhere. So again, I bring my ox into your backyard without permission. While it's there, Adam's ox comes in also from nowhere and hurts it. Potter potter, bershus chayev potter and chayev now who's potter and who's chayev the Gemara says, meaning if, if, you, if I do it without permission and then Adam's animal attacks potter if I do it with permission chayev, who? the Gemara assumes it must be you, the owner of the chatzar meaning, I, if you grant me permission to put my ox in your backyard, you're accepting shmira legamri, and therefore if anything happens to it, even if Adam's animal attacks it, you'll pay but if you didn't grant me permission then you're potter because you why should you have to pay for something that happens in your backyard without permission meaning the gemara says that if you grant me permission and then a third party animal attacks chayiv. who's chayiv? probably you so you see that the bal accepts responsibility whenever he grants permission he's accepting full responsibilities so the gemara why, why should the already here? because if the gemara is assuming that if the, if the Shoimer is accepting responsibility, he'll have to pay me. Now, can you then go to that person and take money? That's a different story. But you'll have to pay. So the Gemara says, Man, Man, Lav, We're talking about the owner of the field. And you see that when the owner grants permission, he's accepting full Shmira. So the Gemara says, No. Loi. Pater, Balachar, Vichayev, The Gemara says, No, 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 no. Here's the Psha. I go with the names just to make it easy. You give me permission to bring my chutz into your backyard. Adam's animal comes out of nowhere and attacks. If you grant me permission, he's chayiv. Adam's chayiv. If you didn't give me permission, he's potter. You're always potter. You're never accepted shmirah. The Gemara is now going with the approach that even if you grant permission, you're not accepting shmira for a third party. You're just saying, I'll make sure my animal doesn't do anything. But you're always potter. Who's potter and who's chayiv? then? Adam, the animal attack. So here's the question. Let's, th- let's speak this out. Does this make sense? I give you, per- you give me permission to bring my ox into your backyard, Adam's animal attacks, Adam has to pay because you granted me permission. You did not grant me permission in Adam's animal attacks, then Adam's potter, what does you granting me permission have to do with his animal, right? You, if you grant me permission to be in your backyard and then Adam's animal comes out of nowhere and attacks, then he, he, Adam's hive. Because you granted me permission and if you didn't grant me permission nah, he's part of what is you granting me permission have to do with his animal it doesn't make any sense because the animal so dead. no his animal broke in what is seven you seven give seven eight eight me eight 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 permission eight i ask you Rabbi Zach, this guy bring a, a cow to your backyard easy it's fine yeah okay you grant me permission adam's animal comes out of nowhere breaks into the backyard and attacks my animal so i say adam you have to pay me he's like well did you get permission for Rabbi Zach to be there yeah fine and if i didn't get permission i don't have to pay what does me getting permission have to do with you what is I don't know, his animal attacked I me. Mean, what, what does it have to do? He should always have to pay. What does it have to do with permission? So the Gemara says, <laughs> So the answer is, Amri, Hamani, No, 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 here's the deal. Adam's always chayef. When it says potter, it's misleading. It doesn't mean potter. It means potter from Nezek Shalim. This follows the sheet of Rev When an animal attacks with the horns, Karen, first time attack, how much does it pay? So we're used to Nezik. It's not so poshion. Rav tarif shita is that in the domain of the victim, it's nezek shalom. So here's the deal. My, I, uh, Rabbi Zach gives me permission to bring my animal act there and Adam's animal attacks. He's always chayev. Whether he granted me permission or not, you're going to pay. The question is, how much are you going to pay? If you granted me permission, then we look at your backyard as my domain. So then when you attack, it's chayiv nezik shalim, because it follows of Tarfan and Shita, that when you attack in the domain of the victim, you pay nezek shalom. If you did not grant me permission, then you do have to pay. Potter doesn't mean potter. It means potter nezik shalim, chayiv nezik. You understand? So that's what it means. So when it says potter, avada Adam's chayiv always. Rav correct. That's that's the only way to explain. That's the only way to explain this mission. Chatsi Nezek always. There is no there is no other option. But according to Rav Tarfin, that there's Nezek Shalom and Chatsi Nezek. So Potter doesn't mean Potter. Potter means Potter Nezek Shalom Chayiv Chatsi Nezek. So the difference between whether you granted me permission, what does it matter to him? The answer is it matters whether it's considered the victim's domain. If you granted me permission, then it's my domain, and therefore you Chayiv Nezek Shalom. If you didn't, it's chatzin. Nezek. So the Gemara says Amri Hamari Rav Dame Mishunah, Karen, Machatze, and Nezek. Nezek, Shalem, Meshalem. Birshos, therefore, when you grant me permission, Havili, Karen, Machatze, and Nezek, then my animal's not trespassing. It's considered a private domain. It's my domain. Shalom. When it says Chayiv, it means Chayiv, Nezek, Shalom. Shaloi, Birshos. But if my animal is not supposed to be there, Adam's still going to be Chayiv. I, it says Potter, it means Potter, Me, Nezek, Shalem, Chayiv, and Chatze, and Nezek. Okay. Okay, so we had yesterday a concept that if I break into your backyard, and I break into your backyard and bring in fruit. Your animal eats all the fruit and dies. I'm not paying for that. Why? Because you said yesterday. There's such a concept. It's like, I'm not going to pay. You shouldn't have been eating my fruit. You, your animal was eating my fruit. So yes, would I be pun- I I shouldn't have brought the fruit there. But I'm not going to pay for your animal overindulging. That's what we had yesterday. Notice this Gemara, remember that notice this Gemara. The Gemara says, There was a certain woman who entered with permission, by the way, she entered permission to a woman's backyard to bake bread. They used to do this in Europe where if, let's say, you had an oven, not every woman had an oven, so they would have slots. Like you'd rent out the the time. So she had the five o'clock in the afternoon time to bake bread. So she's in the backyard baking Baking bread. Probably, the a, a, a point is that you could have been doing a chesed. I'm just telling you the matzis. The matzis they used to charge, but it could be whatever. The point is, 5 o'clock, that's her slot. She signed up. She's in baking bread. While she's there, also, baruch de maribesa, the goat that belongs to the house, so you have a goat, I'm, my I, I, I signed up 5 o'clock slot, so while while she's baking, the goat comes, ochlulisha, eats the dough, chavlameis, I guess goats shouldn't be eating that much dough. Died. She died. So, says the Gemara, Rava said she has to pay. What's the question? Why does she have to pay? We just got finished saying yesterday that if an animal, if I break into your apartment without permission and I bring fruit and your dog eats my fruit, I'm not paying for that. So this goat, she signed up. The goat came and ate the dough and Rava said you have to pay. Why do you have to pay? The Gemara said, I thought we said yesterday you don't have to pay. So you understand the problem. So the Gemara says, okay, here's attempt number one to answer. It, the problem is Why is she paying? Because the goat ate it. I thought we said yesterday that if your animal eats my stuff to the point of getting sick, I'm not paying for that. She brought in dough because she was baking. The goat ate her dough and died. She has to pay. Why does she have to pay? The goat shouldn't have eaten the dough. So that wasn't my problem. So... The Gemara attempts to answer number one. Now, the, the answer is hard to understand. What I mean is, the Gemara says, The Gemara says, the reason why she has to pay over here is because she has permission, she accepted Shmira. Meaning, if she would have broken in, then she never accept Shmira, she wouldn't have to pay. But because she, she, she signed up, she accepted responsibility. So first of all, it's like a, I, I, no one speaks this out. It's a very hard thing to understand. You're telling me that because she she asked permission, meaning if she wouldn't have asked permission, she was broke into the backyard, then we said you don't have to pay. But because she asked permission and was granted permission, she accepted Shmir. So it's first it's like so it's better to break in. <laughs> it's like a, it's a strange za. So the Gemara says, but even that doesn't work.. But no, 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 no. We still said yesterday that if I go into your backyard with permission and your animal eats it, I'm still potter. I Meaning, this does not work. This case does not work with anything. You want to tell me it's permission. It doesn't matter. She, got, she should not have to pay for the goat eating her dough. Do you know what the answer is? The answer is like this. If I ask permission to go to your backyard to, to, to sow, Whatever. I just want to. You have a nice patio. I like to hang out there. And then your animal eats my stuff and dies. I'm not paying for that. Why is this case different? Shows you the tzeis level that they used to have. When women need dough, they roll up their sleeves. Because of this, women like to do it privately. They didn't want to do it in front of men. It was a private thing when women would need dough. When you grant a woman permission to need dough, it's unlike other permissions because you would leave meaning when you grant someone permission to be in your backyard you stay there but when women would get permission to sign up to bake the homeowner would leave the house really? to give her sneeze because they didn't want her to roll up her sleeves in front of people so they would leave the leave the area because you're leaving the area you're basically saying you got to watch my animals meaning generally you if the homeowner said you exactly generally if i if i go into your backyard with permission to just chill i'm not accepting responsibility to watch your dog like, I don't care. Stay there. You could stay. Watch your dog. I don't care. And if your dog eats my chocolate, I'm not paying for this. But the difference is when I ask to sign up to to, to need dough, or let's say it's like a woman swimming. Right? She signs up to swim. The men would leave. When you leave the domain, you're leaving your dog. It's the same way of saying to her, "Listen, you got to watch my animals." So it's it's different than other cases. You're basically saying, you "Got to watch my animals." I'm not staying here. So because she, it's more accepting responsibility than other cases. So the Gemara says. Uh, the Gemara says, When a woman enters another person's area to grind wheat, Grinding wheat, you don't have to be private, so the, woman, the other person didn't leave. So with permission, she's not accepting responsibility. When it comes to baking bread, which is kneading the dough, because women were not comfortable doing this in front of the homeowners, they wanted Snias, the homeowner would leave the house granting her the entire area. If I leave my house and I'm leaving you my animals, you're accepting responsibility for that. Therefore, Okay. Weiter. Some Interesting. I break into your backyard with my dog. Okay? My dog likes to dig. It digs a bunch of pits in your backyard. So, So, I am responsible I am responsible to pay for the damage I did to your backyard. Okay. Let's say it would cost $1,000. I break into your backyard with my dog and my dog digs up the whole backyard. So, I have to pay for the cost of fixing your backyard. But here's the interesting thing. Instead of fixing the backyard, you're mafker the backyard, you mafker it. All of a sudden, people fall in. Who's responsible? Me or you? My dog made the holes. On the other hand, you didn't have to be mafker it, right? Bar is only right. It's a backyard. It's private. You decided. You know what? I'm going to grant it to the public, and you put up a sign, hefker. Everyone can walk back here, and people walk and fall in. So the halacha is, you're responsible for that. Why? i might be responsible to pay for the backyard but you did not have to make it hefker by you making it hefker without fixing it that's like you made the bar so the gemara says but if you make it hefker and the people fall in you're responsible why you could say i didn't make the holes avi's dog did he insists yeah i understand my dog did it but you didn't have to be mafker you could have kept it private and then no one's falling in Bar is only B'rshis HaRav. So you're Mafgarit. By you being Mafgarit, then you're, you're, you you know, you could have fixed it. The Gemara says, Avagav Damar Mar K'yech ish Bar V'leyshar Bar Hach HaKivin Di'Isle'i L'Hech Lam Because you had an opportunity to fill up the pit before declaring it hefker V'le Kamal And you didn't. It's Keman De'Kari It's as if you dug the pit and you're responsible. Vayetan the Gemara. Amar another Halacha. How long he go and claim You didn't have to be Mafgarit. I understand Mafker, you should. If you're mafker a property with holes in it, that's on you. I don't care. If you're mafker a property on, that's on you. You go to the owner of the animal and fix it. Yeah, of course, of course, I have to pay. Even, Dad, uh, you know this. I could pay. I could pay. That doesn't mean you're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like I'll pay. You gotta fix the pit, and you don't fix it, and you're Maf-ger it. That's on you. I bring my ox into your backyard without permission. The hizig is balabayis, and the ox causes you damage. Right? I have a very simple case. I bring my ox into your backyard, and my ox uh, gores you. Okay? Or you trip over my ox. Chayev. I'm obviously chayev. But rovats, potter. But if my ox sits down, potter. Now, what do you mean, sit down? Sit down implies that you had a glass jar, my ox sat down, and it broke it. I'm potter, why should I be potter? I brought an ox into your backyard without permission, and it broke glass, why should I be potter? So the Gemara says, Mishum de Ravats potter, why you potter? So the Gemara says, no, 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 Ravats doesn't mean to sit. Ravats is, when people sit down on the toilet, What they go to the bathroom. Ravats was a nice way of saying, the animal pooped. So <laughs> I brought an ox into your backyard, the animal starts pooping, whatever it is, and it flies onto your sofa. It ruins the sofa. I don't have to pay. Why don't I have to pay? So the Gemara says, Amrafabah, my Ravah, hib is galalim. The case is my animal went to the bathroom in your backyard and it damaged your couch. I don't have to pay. Now why don't I have to pay? Oh, so the Gemara says, to have a What What is the hezek of, of, the, of the excrement? It's a bar, right? If the animal were to go to the bathroom and then someone would slip in it, what, what hezek would it be? Bar. We, we, if you remember, we have a rule, a bar is not chayev for kalem A bar a bar is only chayev for an animal or people. So if my animal goes to the bathroom, causing damage to your couch, which is a kli, e'en chayev bar b'kalim. There is no chayev bar, because it says, shar veloy kalum. It's like, <laughs> well, so, But even, if, I guess the conceptual case would be, even if, you were to have it in Rosh Hashanah whatever or not in Rosh Hashanah I would still be Pater because I why my Pater because the excrement is considered a bar and we're not you're not chayev for a bar on kalem bar is only chayev if it causes damage to a person or an animal not for a vessel a couch is a vessel so due to a technicality there's no chayev the Gemara says now here's the problem though if you remember, this goes all the way back to like Gimel and If you have a machleket, we have machleket as and Shmuel. If I leave a knife in Roshisa Rabin, like that and someone hurts themselves, what's the chiv? So according to Shmuel, it's Bar. According to Rab, it depends. If you're mafkeret, it's Bar. If you're not mafkeret, it's not Bar. So this this poop, to call the excrement Bar, that would mean, according to Shmuel, for sure it's Bar. According to Rav, that would mean you're mafkeret. Oh, so the Gemara at first thinks that you're not mafker, and the Gemara is like, no, you're definitely mafker. The Gemara, well, the, I guess the Gemara asks, like, did you verbally mafker? The answer is, stam excrement is hefker. The Gemara says, ha, nich le shmul d'amr el takalabarhu elo rav de mafker Are the answer is, amri stam kol mafker The average uh, excrement is hefker. Okay. Another halacha, Amarava, rava nichan ischatzil abalabayish loy I go into your backyard without permission. The hisekz balabay is. And I punch, and I punch you in the face, right? So I break into your backyard, I punch you in the face. So, balabay is huzak b'ay, or you trip over me. So, chayev, I'm chayev. Oh, but here's the interesting, thing. that's posh. But what if his case? Huzak I break into your backyard and you hurt me. Potter, you don't have to pay. Now, the case is like this. There's three different reasons why you would hurt me. One is you're trying to get me out of your apartment because I'm, I broke in. That's not what we're talking about. It's of course you can get me out by any means necessary. Then there's two other ways that you could hurt me if I broke into your backyard. One, you didn't know I was there. So very simple, um, I'm in your backyard because I broke in and you turn on the sprinklers and it ruins my suit. That was completely without, you had no idea I was there. That you're for sure potter. The Gemara wants to know what if I break into your backyard and you're like, great, I'm gonna beat you up just because cause I don't like you and you're in my backyard. That the Gamara does not believe you're allowed to do. Why? I mean, because what you, what, what you don't have permission to just, you lock the door and just take a bat and beat the day. Let's have it. I Meaning, it, it's one thing to get me to leave, fine, that you can get me to leave. I'm willing to leave. I'm like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. You just start hitting me with a bat. Like, that's, that's you're not gonna just beat a guy because he goes into your house. So you can't have excessive force in this process. unless it's unless it's necessary. If the guy is sitting there in your backyard reading a book, and he's like, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize I was in the wrong backyard." You can't just take a chain and start beating. It. Like, it you could hurt him to get him out to leave, but if it's just Stam to beat him up because he happens to be there, that's So the Gemara wants to know, Amr papa amr the case that it says that your pater for hurting him is not, is, is for incidental hurting. Or Stam, I don't know, you're working out, you're, you're jump roping in your backyard, you don't realize there's a guy behind you because you, why would you think that someone broke into your backyard? You hit him in the head. Whatever. So the Gemara says, that's the case that your pater, because you didn't know that he was there. It's not your responsibility. But let's say you see the guy there, you know he's there, and you just decide I'm going to hurt him. He's Then you're chayiv. Why? My Because the trespasser can say to the owner, "You have permission to get me to leave." You don't have permission to just beat me up. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So the only time that there's there's no there's no chayiv is where you hurt him incidentally. And the Gemara says, and this teaching which was Rava in the name of Rav Papa. Rava with Rav Papa's explanation, it's Lishitasa. Why? Dama Rava v'item Rav Papa, because Rava and some say Rav Papa, go to the next page. Shnei him Two people enter an area with permission. So me and you both enter my father's backyard with permission. We're allowed to be there. So, or or we're both not allowed to be there. Because when you have damages, there's a difference between you, one having permission, one having not. It's always better to have, both have permission or both don't have permission, but they're both on the same Equal level. If we both have permission to be somewhere, or we both don't have permission, we're both breaking in and we hurt each other, whether it's on purpose or not, I punch you in the face, whether I mean to or not, chayef, But if let's say we hurt each other accidentally, meaning that I stumble over you accidentally, then peturim, but the implication is that the only reason why you're pater is because they're both allowed to be there. But if one's not allowed to be there, meaning you broke into my backyard and I hurt you accidentally, I am not high for that. I'm pater because why am I supposed to think that you're there? Makes a lot of sense. Okay. I mean, the point is, if if I, if you break into my backyard without my knowledge and I accidentally hurt you, I'm not paying for that. Even if I hurt you, be a dime. right? If I go, if if we're here right now, we're in the base. We're both allowed to be here. And I, I, I'm passing a chair to someone, and I, I, it hits you in the eye. God forbid. Do I have to pay? Yeah, of course. Oh, stam, I'm, 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 I'm giving daf, and I'm using my hands, and I punch you in the face. Do I have to pay? Of course, I have to pay. I, uh, it was accidental. Yeah, but if you hurt someone, be a dime. You have to pay. But that's only because we both have permission to be here. If you don't have permission to be here. If I'm giving daf and you're not allowed to be here and I'm swinging my hands, I hit you in the face. I'm not paying for that. That's the point. Okay, a couple more halachas, then we'll finish the daf. The Gemara says like this: Nafa lebar vehibish mem of chayiv. I got you. If, the, if uh, the Mishnah said that if, let's say, you broke into my backyard and your ox falls into my pit and ruins the water, you have to pay. Okay? I don't know exactly what the case is, but let's say your ox falls into the pit. Oh, okay. The Gemara had a different level of, they had a different uh, standard of cleanliness. Let's say your ox falls into the pit, and it's alive. I don't have a problem with the water, drinking the water if it was alive. But no, if it dies, it dies, and then it decays in the water, now it's it's not good. So says the Gemara, you're only chayiv if it ruined the water when it fell in, meaning it was dirty when it fell in, avlachah nefilah, but let's say it didn't actually ruin the water right away. It ruined the water later, potter. So if your animal falls in on Monday and it's dirty and ruins the water right away, chayiv. But let's say your animal fell in on Monday and the water's fine. But Tuesday it dies in there and now the water's no good. You are not for to pay. Why? What's the difference? Says the Gemara, my time I have a sharp bar. You see, when the animal falls in right away, that initial contact is shor. Sure. It's like a goring, right? But then when it sits there and it decays, that's considered a bar, right? So now bar is nachayev on kalam. So if it ruined it when it's initial falling, that initial force, then it's chayev. But if it, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it fell in, didn't do anything, and then over time sort of decayed, that's considered, that decaying is considered bar, and bar is nachayev for water. You're not chayav for Caleb for ruining Caleb, Water is considered a clique. So the Gemara says, Ma, "Ma'im Kalim loy, Bar barshach a z'kalem." Yeah, here's the yeah. Logically, say that the reason that it's not not chayav is because it was sitting in your rishos and you shouldn't take it out. No. No. Why would you think that's true? Well, what 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 chayav is it? Everything goes back to shore before. Correct. Now here's the problem we said before with the excrement gemara it's a machlekes, rav and shmuel whether this would be considered a bar according to shmuel it's a bar according to rav it's only a bar if you're mafker it why would you be mafker an animal even if the animal died it's still valuable so if you're saying that the animal decaying in the water is bar according to rav why is it bar according to rav it's only bar if you're mafker it who says you're mafker the animal so the, Gemara says, so the Gemara says, You're right. Change the Gemara. The answer is, the Gemara says like this. Okay, it's a little gross in the morning, but I'll say. Here's the deal if the animal fell in and the animal ruined the waters with its body. So either because its body was dirty or its stomach burst open, but it actually ruined the waters, be it like with its body, your chayev. Because that's considered shor. It's considered a hezek with the shor itself. Let's say it didn't ruin it with its body. It ruined it with its stench. It started to decay and it smelled. The smell ruined the water. The water smells now. Talach is you don't have to pay. Why? That's considered a grama. So it's very hard to define grama in halacha. You remember the grama switch that they were trying to figure out. The grama is very hard to define in halacha, but according to many poskim, grama is where first of all time delay. According to some, time delay is an indication of grama. Um, the point is, if the animal, if the animal's body didn't actually do it, the animal's body created a stench, and then the stench naturally—that's considered a grama. That's considered a causative action. It's not be a daim. It's a cause, and therefore you're potter. That's the Gemara understands. Defining grammar, though is so hard, but the Gemara perceives this as a grama. It could be because it's time delay, it didn't happen right away, it happened slowly over time. Or maybe because it's not the actual body of the animal, it's the animal's body causes the stench and the stench causes it. The point is, but because it's a grama, you're putter. Nothing. Of a time delay. Either time delay or it's because the stench is a, is not is not the body itself. It's the body creates a stench and then the stench. So it's like a step in between. Okay. Vaiter in the Gemara, almost done the sugya. Okay. One more sugya, one more sugya, one more sugya. The Mishnah said that if you, but, but the stench is the animal. So I guess, the, no, the stench is created by the animal, but it's not the animal itself. It's not the body itself. The body creates a stench, and the stench ruins it. Right? The animal, if the animal were to be in this room, if the animal would be in this room, right, and the animal were to de- die and decay that stench can ruin the chairs, let's say the fabric in the chairs. The animal never touched the chairs. If the animal created a stench and the stench created it, So it's, it's steps removed. Except that the stench is, is, is part of the cells of the animal. Yeah, but at some point. I guess it's like, I don't know. Now, the has said that if, let's say I break into your backyard and my animal falls into the pit, and in the pit there are people there, the father or the son, and it kills one of the people. I have to pay kaifer. Now here's the problem: you only pay kaifer for a muad pashtus, right? A muad means that it's already done this three times. But every one second, but for it to have be a muad, if it already killed people, shouldn't it have gotten the death penalty, right? You, you, you understand the issue? <laughs> for it to get kaifer, that means it's a muad, which means it's already killed three times. After killing once, you're supposed to give it the death penalty. So how did it get to number four? on the Gemara skin This is the fourth time that the animal fell in. That's why it's a Mu'ad. So, how do they how do ever get Kaifer? Now, by the way, for the record, we asked this Kasha a week ago. Literally, seven days ago, we asked this very Kasha. How do you ever get Kaifer if Kaifer means the animal already killed three times, if after killing once it's supposed to get the death penalty? So, if you remember, some of the answers were that. The animal ran away, right? Remind me, how much is kofer again? Yeah. is the value of the person, the slave market. So here's the deal, though. So, okay, every you only pay kofir by a mu'id. The animal gores, kills someone, you pay kofir. You only pay kofir a muud. Muud means it's the fourth time. You're supposed to kill it after the first time. So, how do you ever get the kofir? So, we said a week ago, one of the answers of the Gemara was the animal ran away. Or you don't recognize the animal, whatever it is. None of that works with a pit. The animal fell into a pit. It's not coming out, which means if you're pulling it out, you're supposed to kill it. Meaning, basically, how do you ever get a mood? how do you ever get a mood for killing people if it kills, you're supposed to kill it? And don't tell me the answers we gave a week ago because those answers do not apply by a pit. So the Gemara answers... The answer is, the cases where the animal killed people four times, but each time it was incidental. If you remember, you do not give the death penalty unless the animal intended to kill. The cases each time the animal is trying to eat, and it falls in. So because it's incidental, you don't give the death penalty, and therefore, because you don't give the death penalty, that's why it can be a mood. Now, by the way... For the record, Rashi points out, if you remember, there was a Shailah in the Gemara about a week ago. If the animal does not get the death penalty, is there a kaifer when there's no death penalty? So it's Machleikas. Rav says no. Over here, Rav says yes. So Rashi says, the difference is, over here we're talking about Shane and Regal. Shane and Regal, you're never going to get the death penalty. Death penalty is only when the animal tries to kill. Shane and Regal, the animal's never trying to kill. The animal's either walking or trying to eat. So because Sheinberg will never have a death penalty, they'll have kaifer without the death penalty. But Karen, which has the death penalty, only has kaifer with the death penalty. Okay, fine, that was the discussion that the on. So that's the first explanation. How do you ever have kaifer? It has to be a muud. The answer is it killed four times, but each time was incidental. Shmuel says a different answer. Hamani, Shmuel says, you know what the case is? Who says it has to be a mood Aye, there's no There's no kaifer by a tam. According to Rav Yosia there's there's kaifer by a so the case is it's a Tom. It's the first time it killed. And you are going to kill it. I say, how is there kofr? There's half kofr. Another answer, Ula says, Rav Yosi HaGlili. He says, It's also Rav Yosi HaGlili. Dammar Kerf Tarfin. Dummer Karen M'chatzar nizik Shalom. shalom Alchanami. Kofor. Shalom. Shalom. Ula says, You know what the case is? It's Rav Yosi HaGlili that Tom pays half kofr, But... He also follows Rav that when the damage happens in the prive, in the domain of the victim, you pay, you pay nazik Shalom. So you pay kofresh Shalom in this case. So it's really a time and you pay kofresh Shalom. Now, by the way, when we did the daf yesterday, Michael asked me, why does the Mishnah say that the person who died was the father of the son? So I just said, I don't know. Who else is going to be in the pit? I don't know. So the Gemara actually points this out. Ula says the case of the Gemara, again, the Gemara to Kasha. How, why are you killing this person? How are you killing him? It's Tom. How are you paying Koifer? It's Tom. So we said it's a muud. I, if it's a Mu'id, hadn't get that. Well, he already killed four times accidentally. ula said, no, 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 no. It's Taka talking about a Tom, but it's in the domain of the victim. And according to and Rav Tarif and I said, well, you pay Kofer for Tom in the domain of the victim, you pay Koifer. So according to ula it's specifically talking about the domain of the victim. Is that why the Mishnah said father and son? Because it's the domain of the victim, it's their home. Because if you hold that it's according to, let's say, uh, Rav Yosef, it could be anywhere. So it doesn't have to be the father of the son. Meaning, the Gemara points this out. It says in the Mishnah that the animal killed the father and son. According to Ula, it has to be talking about the domain of the victim. Is that why it says father and son? Because it's their private domain? The Gemara says, (laughs) But according to Shmuel, it doesn't have to be the domain of the victim. So why does it say father and son? The answer is what I said yesterday. Father and son is just because that's the most common application. It doesn't have to be father and son. It's just, okay, that's, that's the common case. Okay. Itzmar, how do we paskin? Rav Omer Halocheket Tana Kama Shmual Rabbi. Hechusaka rebi. As do we paskin like the tanakama or rebi? What is this Machlekes about? This Machlekes is about as follows If you grant me permission to be in your house is that accepting Shmira? Rebbe says no Chum say yes, it's a Machlekes how we paskin Okay Again, if you grant me if I'm granting permission to be in your house Am I accepting Shmira? Or am I No, I whose who's house? It's your house. I'm being. I'm, I'm accepting to be. You're accepting me to be in your. Am house. I accepting shmira upon myself, or am I just giving? Am I giving permission and shmira, or just permission? You understand? Machloikis, Rebbe, and the Rabbanan. Here's the deal. We're going to do one brisa, and you're going to see. We're going to end with this. We're going to be done in four minutes. We'll do one brisa. You'll see. There's a problem with the brisa. Okay. Again, the Machloikis is. I say, hey, can I bring my fruit into your backyard? And you say, sure. There's a According to Rebbe, you're giving permission, not accepting responsibility. According to the Rabbanan, permission and responsibility. Here's the Gemara's point. Tan Rabonon. Look at the breisa. Read the words carefully and you'll see there's an issue. Knois sharcha I say to you, bring your ox in and you guard it. Meaning, not accepting shmira. I'm saying bringing your ox in and you guard it. So hezekhaev, if the ox did damage to my property, your chayiv because I said to guard it, huzek potter. And if my animal did damage to your animal, potter, because I did not accept shmirah. Now, k'nois sharchav, ani But if I say, bring your ox and I'll guard it, huzekhaev, hezek potter. Here's the problem with this. You have these two cases, yeah? Very, very simple. I say to you, you call me up, you say, Avi, can I, can I bring my ox into your backyard? Two cases, the first case I said, yeah, yeah, no problem, but you guard it. The second case, I say, bring it in and I'll guard it. Here's the contradiction. What if I didn't say anything? Read it. According to the if I say, yes, you can, without saying anything else, am I accepting shmirah? The first case of the brayse, I said, bring it in, but you guard it. The implication is, had I not said you guard it, I would be accepting shmirah. But then the second case, I say, bring it in and I'll guard it, which implies that had I not said that, I would not be accepting shmirah. Meaning basically, the price I had left and right, it didn't have the middle. It said, bring it in and you guard it, and then bring it in and I guard it. What about the middle case? What is? It, what if it just said, bring it in? That's the Machlegas Rebbe and the Rabbanon. The price is sort of contradicting itself. Who does it follow? Because if it follows Rebbe, that it's not accepting Shmira, then why in the first case did I have to say, you guard it? I don't have to say, you guard it. I could just say, yes, come in, and you're still guarding it. And if it follows the Rabbanon, that saying yes is accepting Shmira, then why in the end case do I have to say, I'll guard it? You don't have to say you'll guard it. It's automatically you'll guard it. You understand the problem? So the Gemara says, the implication of the first part is I said you have to guard it still which implies that had I not said that I would be accepting Shemira. And who is that like? That is like the Rabbanon. But then Sefer, and go to the end case. The end case is I said yeah bring it in and I'll guard it. According to the Rabbonin, you don't have to say that. Just say bring it in. Uh, I'm a sefer. Who's a chayiv? His poter. Time dama levanish meren. The chayiv al chotzer. Poter al shar. Has dama chayiv al shar. Poter al chotzer. The mostama loy kamen to So it's a bit of a contradiction. Also the rebbe dama actually kaben to terusa. Reisha rabbonit sefer rebbe. It's a contradiction in the brysa. What if I just say bring it in? The implication of the first part of the brysa is that it is accepting Shmira. The implication of the second part of the brysa is not accepting Shmira. So. It's a contradiction. So, two explanations. am um, Rav Tavra Mishashanazul Ishanazul. Rav says, "You're right. It is a contradiction. This Brysa was authored by two different people, meaning this brisa is not is not it's, it's 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 a contradiction. It's authored by two different people. You're right. The, fr- the way works is that in one way if you follow it follows through. It follows the Rebbe in one way. It follows the Rabboni. You're right. And Rebbe says that you, that you are. Which Rebbe says what? Rebbe, Rebbe says right? you're not accepting shmir unless you verbalize it. The Rabbanus say standard acceptance is Shmir. So you're right, it's a contradiction. Two more answers. Rav Papa Omar Kula rabbihi. Rav Papa I'm sorry, Rabba Omar Kula Rabbanuhi. Rabba says very simply, the entire Mishnah follows the Rabbanon. I, if it follows the Rabbanon, that accepting, giving permission is Shmir, then why in the end did he have to say, Ani Ashmerenu? You don't have to say, Ani Ashmerenu. You could just say, Mutter. V'zeh Ani So the answer is... You're right. He didn't have to say it, but the first part of the bris said shamor, is the last part said on the yishmera. You're right. It's it's completely unnecessary and it's misleading. You're right. That's the second approach, and the third approach is Rav Papa Kula Rebihi. Rav Papa says Rebi, it's really Rebbe. Okay, it's really Rebbe. And therefore, what's the pshat? I'll say this outside and then we'll see it inside. The answer is, uh, it really follows Rebbe. Here's the problem. According to Rebbe, you don't accept Shmira unless you verbalize it. Yeah? So why in the beginning of the Mishnah, again, the first case of the Bresa, you say to me, hey Avi, can I bring my oxen to your backyard? It's Rebbe. Rebbe's the author of the entire Bresa. I say, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then what do the braces say? But I said to you, bring it in, but you're guarding it. The question is, why do you have to say that? According to Rebbe, you could just say yes, and you don't have to say anything. So what's the point of saying you guard it? I'll tell you why it's Negei. It's negaya because we had a discussion before. Really, I'm not accepting responsibility. You're responsible, because I never said that. So why do I have to say you guard it? Do you remember what we had with Tarif and Shita? That if a damage happens in the victim's domain, Yechayi Nezek Nezik Shalom. So when I say you guard it, that's my way of saying... This is not your backyard, meaning you could bring it in. It is not your backyard. You're responsible either way, but I said you guard it, meaning I am not giving you my backyard, and therefore if a damage happens to your animal, tchatsi nezek. But if I say come on in, and 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 I don't say you have to guard it, then I'm granting permission. Then it becomes your domain. You're still responsible, but it's now chutzar anizik, and now it will be nezek shalom. So my, by me saying guard it, it's not don't don't deduce from that that. It's only potter, because I said guard, no, no, no. Unless I accept responsibility, I'm not accepting responsibility. So why do I have to say you guard it? Because that's my way of saying, I'm not giving you the domain. The Gemara says, That's the explanation. Rebbe Rebbe really holds that by you granting permission, you are not accepting responsibility. So why in the first case did I have to say, hey, bring in your ox, but you guard it. You don't have to say you guard it. The answer is, by you by guarding it. You're, you're guarding. Correct. But by, my point is, by me saying you guard it, that's my way of saying you're guarding it, and it's not your domain. your domain? Because it, when someone grants someone permission, that's becoming like it's the chutz or nizek. It's like the victim's domain. No, no, no. I'm saying you can come in, but it's not your backyard my backyard. And therefore, if, a, if your animal gets damaged, or if your animal damages mine, it's chatsi I will so stop here. You're informing him, it's Correct, yeah. So the insurance companies in America